From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. 
the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... Uh, get away from me, mate. I'm not fucking doing it, eh? Centrelink will cut off me no, payments, I don't give a man, fuck about please. your payments, man. It's just going to use it for drugs anyway. No, I'm not. Stop doing that, mate. Mm, just no, piss no, in the bottle for me. No, I'm not loser. fucking pissing in it, mate. Get what? away from me. I'll give you stuff, mate. What are you going to give me, mate? What are you going to give me? I've got glasses. you got fucking syringe got, by your foot, mate. I've got... I've got watch as well. Um, nah, just nah, take them, mate. Nah, just take them. I, I don't want it, mate. Get I away from me, please. In the bottle, nah, mate, you're, you're, please. No way, mate. Get away from me, please. You know, it's fucking cunts like you, mate. That's what it is. Cunts like me that what, mate? You need to help yourself. People are here and they cross over. There's not a real screening process in terms of, like, who's a criminal, what, what your history is in your country of origin. Yeah, you want to get a weird Google thing. Google how many known people on the terror watch list have made it across. And uh, it'll scare the crap out of you. So Department of Homeland Security and uh, the FBI, you know, we have this, these gigantic lists of people that are on terror watch lists, criminal watch lists. And... The number of those that we have captured at the border obviously is just going to be a drop in a bucket of those that have made it across. And, um, you know, it is in light of what just happened in Israel where, you know, they flew paragliders over borders, over walls, and they, they crashed through walls, and then they were able to kill 1,400 people in one day. And then you look at the number, and that was, that was 1,000 insurgents total. Um, and then you look at the number of people that have been coming over the border for the past three years that we know are radicalized, that we know are on watch lists. Um, it is, uh, it, it is, it should scare the pants, like just scare the, scare you to death. The position that we're at, we're going to have a real bad year. God damn it. Yeah. Department of Homeland uh, Security and the FBI yesterday, they talked about a bunch of known terrorist cells that are currently not operating they are operating but they're they are looking for opportunities targets of opportunity to conduct terrorist activities here in the united states department of homeland or uh, department of state just re released an entire worldwide warning to all americans traveling abroad saying that it is dangerous for any american to be traveling anywhere in the world right now with the amount of terrorists cells that have now been activated. No. Fuck. You want it? Just give it back. You want it? Give it back. You want it? Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to be calm in this country. The sign is a subtle joke. The shop is called Sneed's Feed and Seed, where feed and seed both end in the sound Eed, thus rhyming with the name of the owner, Sneed. The sign says that the shop was formerly Chuck's, implying that the two words beginning with F and S 
would have ended with uh, rhyming with Chuck. So when Chuck owned the shop, it would have been called Chuck's Fucking Suck. Pull that shit up, Jamie. I'm sure there's a lot of factors there, right? See, old wives' tales were like, you get demon possessed by that cat, and really it's a damn brainworm. Well, that's probably also why they told and you not to eat pork. That's science fiction. That's a real brainworm programming you. Like you were saying earlier, I looked at true. I didn't know that. What's overrated when you're in Amsterdam? What overrated? should people not do? Uh, uh, <laughs> go to Anne Frank house. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's just a house. It's just a house. And she's not there, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's not. Some favorite famous black cats include Salem of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Binks from Hocus Pocus, Snowball from The Simpsons, and Lu Lovecraft was a bounding racist, the sort of person it's hard to believe exists outside of Daily Stormer message boards. In 1912, for example, age 22, he'd written a poem referring to black people as beasts and semi-human figures. He was also a raging anti-Semite. He once wrote of New York City, The population is a mongrel herd with repulsive mongoloid Jews in the visible majority, and the coarse faces and bad manners eventually come to wear on one so unbearably that one feels like punching every goddamn bastard in sight. I am, I am, a, I'm a national socialist, what you guys call a Nazi, I am, I'm a, I'm a believer of it. The unlikely Nazi spoke outside his family's Bronx home after being suspended for wearing a swastika while driving a New York City cab. Not just once, but multiple times. Photos sent to the Anti-Defamation League and to the Taxi and Limousine Commission sparked an investigation. 26-year-old Gabriel Diaz tells me he knew the symbol would offend some people, but denies being anti-Semitic. I don't hate Jews. I'm critical of them, but I don't hate them. That doesn't mean that I'm anti-Semitic. You wore a Nazi armband. That doesn't, that doesn't make me a hater. Whoever said you had to be white to be a national socialist, you don't have to be white. It could, have, it, it could be anybody. You know six million Jews are killed. Uh, I have no comment on that. Listen up, man. This is your open chair. You think you're fit? You think you got the right stuff? Try to beat this. Arms all the way up. Anything short is cheating. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Keep working on. Maybe by the time you're my age, maybe you'll be fit too. Want to share your paranormal experiences? Do you have questions? 
complaints, ideas for a show topic or a head field rant, send all your messages to our email for live reading on our show. Email us at atomicshamenswepplogatprotonmail.com. Saturdays for the boys. You can watch movies with the tribe on depleted uranium driving theatre Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Twitch TV. Mosey on down to the Atomic Shaman Trading Post. We have t-shirts, decals, refrigerator magnets and other swag for sale. What better way to show your support for the show? Our merch can only be found on t.pub forward slash lit forward slash atomic shaman trading post. Like, share and subscribe to the channel and be sure to ring the notification bell. You can follow us on Twitter at Motel and RV Park. Catch the live streams on Rumble. Listen to text-to-speech stories on Atomic Shaman TTS on YouTube. Gather around the fire and let the radioactive spirits cleanse you. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. He's got a PhD. It's going to sound like autistic, but... In big dick energy. CIA porn control. He's more facial hair than flesh sack. Does the CIA control the porn industry? 18% said CIA, 36% said Mozad, and 45% said take your meds and sell. All rise for Professor Beard Juice. The bathroom thing. Have none of them learned how to fucking dig a hole? Yeah, they can't take a shit unless it's in a plastic stall even though you're surrounded by fucking wilderness. The hell? He's our Eagle Scout intern. Can you explain the 8814 thing? Uncorrupted by the modern world. So when I was a kid, I was at church. Some say he's as soft as two-ply. I mean, dude, that's like an instant pass for me, man. Give it up for Johnny Soft. And I look at the soap bottle, and it's like being pushed. I got freaked out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I just saw a ghost. It, it was a weird thing. So I went and told all my friends about it. He's the resident sound hound. It's a fucking holocaust of content, ladies and gentlemen. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. He needs to go train. He needs to get a couple exhibitions under his belt. An antediluvian king. Somebody who understands big silver dollar words. And an esoteric knight. It is what it is. The man of a thousand sound bites. What are you, a Nazi? You're a Nazi. I bet you eat Bratwurst, you sick fuck. Yeah. The button pusher, Van Rollington. Listen, buddy. 
I don't come into your chat and bother you Ooh. and tell you not to fuck your dog like I know you do. Oh so don't come in here talking about, oh, stop drinking, stop smoking, mm. you're on a, you're recording. Ugh. Fuck you. <laughs> graphics guru of digital visuals. So if you would like to fund our efforts in traumatizing journalists with dank memes and abuse of truth, you can purchase some t-shirts and other swag. He puts the ass in aesthetics. So there's absolutely no bodily contact allowed between unmarried men and women, such as holding hands, because that's fucking lewd. The leader of my people. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. The tribal chief himself. Klaus Newhouse. Hey yo, capital G W depleted uranium bush, notorious WMD, easy bake, yellow cake, spill beams, dancing, Israeli dreams, son of a moon child, mama, skull and bones, sending drones. Message to the Fed. Tonight's special guest. He's a mountain man from Montana, a homesteader and rancher. With my double blade axe and my hobnail boots, I go where the timbers fall. He's also a third-generation railroader. When they climbed aboard the train and popped out the eyes of conductor, and blood and snot was ripping out his eye sockets. Think that stuff a little in the cut? Damn, skip it. He's an up-and-coming narrator. He just kept chugging along. He's Keegan Reese. Stroking the front wall of my vagina. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? I agree to the fisting, but I'd really like to claim your ass. Don your tinfoil hat yourselves from the madness of the old one. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. So how's that for an intro? I was not expecting the Gilbert Gottfried there. That was awesome. Hey, I'm, I'm actually flattered at the Gilbert Gottfried. And, I have uh, to say. I was going to say, now I'm kind of craving some bratwurst. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some Sunday. There's there's an Oktoberfest thing going on. No. Mm. <laughs> so so I guess uh, Kathleen Kennedy isn't a fan of the recent South Park episode where they made fun of the pandering, and uh, uh, the, the pandaverse. Yeah, yeah. So they want to take legal action, but I think those guys were holding back. I don't think they went yeah. all out. So, so I think, and she fell into their trap, and they're going to probably go harder after her next time. Probably right. They, I do think they kind of softballed it to them. As for legal action, it's covered under parody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, where are they going to go after them? Tell them the truth about their socks falling. Yeah, I think that was the yeah. main issue that they had was the stocks falling. Because after the episode came out, people yeah. started unsubscribing to Disney Plus. And selling their stocks off. Really? There were still people subscribed to Disney Plus. I don't know. I just encourage people to pirate shit, you know. But you know that's not legal advice. <laughs> so, uh, beer juice. You got some poll data? Oh, naturally. Let's pull this up real quick. Where the hell are my screen? Jesus. Excuse me while I whip this out. What? Oh shit! What the polls? <clears throat> Let's see. All so, of you 
You fucking suck. Oh yeah, our first one. I thought it was fucking awesome, by the way. I did not realize that reptilian humanoid was a content warning. <laughs> yeah. A content warning? Yeah, on, on YouTube, like we got mm -hmm. like the uh Wow. Yeah. Uh the, the the video was you have one warning. It's about reptilian people. But uh uh and we have the reptilian humanoid uh warning up there from Wikipedia and all the other shit. It's just like no way. Uh, so I had That's to click on the reptilian, now, huh? right? I'm like, so I had to click on the reptilian humanoid uh, entry for Wikipedia to see what the hell it says there. Uh, enjoy yourself. Anyway, do you believe World War Three is being used to harvest souls? Twenty three percent said Dan Ike is always right. Thirty two percent said World War Three is for population reduction. 17% said World War Three is for making a profit. And 28% said, take your meds, sicko. Schizo. Well, I do like murder. Yeah, so like David Ike's like the forefront guy who started the whole reptilian thing, but he gets called anti-Semitic since he's always saying royalty hurt reptiles and archons and all that. Hmm. Let's see, in our next one, Albert Pike and the Three World Wars... We also got a, 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 a microaggression warning here, the content warning, New World Order. I'm surprised they didn't hit us for Freemasonry because, you know, they couldn't do more than one content warning on that one. So this video actually got pulled off of TikTok for spreading misinformation, even though it was all historical. Yeah, I didn't it was, get... It was real historical letter written from Albert Pike to some Italian guy. Yep, I'm like, that's something that's really weird is like, uh, there are history deniers now uh, trying to censor us. Uh, and the question is, or I already said the title. Yeah, Albert Pike and the Three World Wars. <laughs> are the Freemasons behind the World Wars? 47% said yes, and Albert Pike is proof. 27% no, it's the enemy tribe. 27% Take your meds, schizo. And uh, I, I have to throw it out there because, you know, Jefferson wrote, I think he's got, is it nine letters in the uh, Federal Archives, National Archives, talking about, because uh, our founding fathers were Freemasons, talking about how the Illuminati um, are not good. And I'm like, I don't know. People yeah. keep throwing shade yeah, at the so, Freemasons, and I'm like, what about the Illuminati? What about the Jesuits? I gotta say. Yeah, you so got the Rosicrucians and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, so they're you attempting guys... to censor a historical reference now. Yes. Yes, yes. I believe, well, throw another one in the George Orwell was right pile. Uh, what's the quote? Like 1984. For real. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, if you guys. wish to control the future, then you must control the past. You guys really didn't read those books. Those are schizophrenic dreams. Take your meds. <laughs> Do you have a source for that? Yeah, my nighttime visions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Poll number three. Mysterious man in black. We asked, what was crawling on the church ceiling? And 22% said, Eddie Brock slash Venom. 22% said a demonic entity. 
22% said, Kid needs his meds. And 33% said, Kid needs Jesus. It, no, no one wrote in and said that Ezra Miller was out on a bender again. <laughs> Based. I don't think anyone voted if it's evenly divided. Cause, uh, no, yeah, we gotta he, believe. I don't know. Say it, these were Reddit stories, so maybe that's why they weren't watched. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, they're electronic votes anyway, so can we really trust them? Oh, depends on which oh. state you're in. Uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, they might be flipping your votes. So be careful. Like I'm, I'm just saying, if shards of pottery, that's what we need. Mm. I think that's it for our polls for now. Just the three this week. Van, Van's got another video he's working on. It'll, it'll be All good right. when it comes out. Oh, if, yeah. if you're Wait, like into what? the whole King of the Hill thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So let's move on to mugshot. Is guys ready? Oh, Lord. All right. Stop looking up the skirts. I don't know. Who's our guest this week, man? Uh, let me bring him in. Greetings, you pathetic humans. I've traveled many galaxies fucking different species of females so I'm no stranger to this little smash or pass game. Back on Viltrum, we called it breed or feed. The premise Ooh. was simple. We'd impregnate the subject or eat them for dinner. In rare cases, both. <laughs> I doubt you'll provide me with any suitable specimens today, but I'll humor you and give you my hot takes. As you nerds say, let's fucking go. Oh, yeah, let's right. fucking go. Here Fuck is number one. She was arrested for tampering with or fabricating physical evidence, trespassing while armed, leaving a scene of a crash involving property damage, knowingly driving while license was suspended or revoked, and resisting officer with violence. Um, I'm, they... I'm going to pass on this one. When they arrested her, <laughs> did they arrest her by a... the ears? <laughs> I, I wonder, I'm surprised they didn't leave a tag in whatever ears instead of just tagging her ankle, you know, for house arrest. Yeah. Uh, pass it, and a half. That's what's with the fucking tattoos on people's faces and necks these days? I don't know. At least it's not the 333 like what was trending on the last episode. Yeah. She could be a fucking yeah. like treasure goblin and fucking, uh, you know, Harry Potter. Fuck is this? You know, that's what I was thinking. It's the, uh, what was that one filter that was popular a couple of years back? The, it'll flip your gender or whatever, soften your jawline, what have you. It mm. looks like someone threw that gender bend filter on Gollum. Just with Damn. the ears and whatnot. <laughs> Quick throw it in a door. I'm trying to figure out what the tattoo says. Unbreathable or something? I think it's unbreakable. Unbreak uh, un uh, unbreakable. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me break you real quick, sweetheart. You got no chest. That shirt goes all the way the fuck down. There's like no... There's nothing posting up. That's a pass. There's a lot of things wrong here. Yeah, I want that pass as well. It's too much. Yeah, I... I got a pass. As much as I'm uh, a connoisseur of the delinquents, <laughs> the, uh, the cross replacing the eyedrop, or the ear, or fucking... 
teardrop tattoo at the Dumbo yeah. ear. I'm, I'm a pass. Wasn't that the teardrop tattoo over on the other side there? No, they look no. like stars or something. Yeah, I don't think those are teardrops yeah. at all. I don't think she oh, earned that one yet. Should we be saying breed or feed just to accommodate our guests? Uh, <laughs> if you like. Feed. All right, well, speaking of our guests, what do you think, Omni-Man? Hmm. We are evaluating human females, correct? She reminds me of the inhabitants of Keebler 9. I believe you call them elves. Commonly what your basement-dwelling Earthman boys jerk off to. But I digress. Your Boulders Gate waifu over here looks like she took a wrong turn at the Shire and ended up in South Central. Although I admire her fighting spirit as a human woman, the likelihood is she was passed around evolutionary dead ends. You dig my homies? I can't have circulating cells in her uterine wall interfering with the Viltrum seed. Have you ever heard of microchimerism? I thought not you, pack of uneducated virgins. Pass. Yeah. I'm not going to explain um, the microchimerism, but the more partners a girl has, the more likely she's going to have it. Just leave it with that. Yeah. Uh, it passed around evolutionary dead ends. That's one way of putting it. This is why we need Johnny Soft to be like, I don't get half that joke. Can you guys explain <laughs> yeah. it to me? I think he's got homework tonight because he didn't make it in. So well, that's fine. Guy. So here is mugshot number two. She was arrested he's for so innocent. DUI causing property damage. Uh, I'm guessing she wrecked her vehicle over Ooh. a mailbox or something, or maybe into a house. Who knows? Oh, but... is that a tattoo or, or that a looks heart like on her face? it looks what like a little heart that? tattoo. That's probably tattoo, it's yeah. probably the start of many that to come. So uh, she's only oh. gonna go downhill from here. I'm gonna pass. There's no saving. She's already on the way down. Feed and you know, if that's the only yeah. tattoo she's got, I I mean, wouldn't have a relationship no, with her, but well, we're talking smash or pass here, so it's like yeah, yeah. not trying to we're, we're, we're not trying to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real quick hit. No, she, she looks like fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just like look at her eyes. Looks pretty yeah. crazy. I think she might be good. <laughs> I I would, you know, I would I would smash the uh, the 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 crazy the crazy like light glassed over look yeah mm -hmm. she's she's yeah. she's gonna tear me up in bed i'm with you on that one <laughs> i'm yeah. i'm down for some dome so smash let's see yeah, I'd, I'd say smash omni what you got i recognize that pathetic look so far gone off her own self-indulgence and self-loathing that she appears to be staring past you not at you Her self-destructive behavior and lack of self-worth will ultimately cause her to expire in a gutter or in the back of some lunatic's car trunk. There is no point in trying to save her boys. She's a lost cause. Any infant placed in her womb would likely die of the decay called her body. I can already smell the heroin and booze coursing through her cholesterol-ridden veins. Oh, was all that a little dark and mean? Well, here, sunshine, let's ignore all those rain clouds and dumb it down for the humans in the audience. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows, everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. 
that little heart tattoo is cute and sober. She would be a near 7 out of 10. With a little makeup and some rehab, she could be the spitting image of Leslie Gore. Oh. Me and my seed <laughs> passed, though. Yeah, I love fair. that it's him and his seed. <laughs> They're two different entities. It, well, it, let's face it, guys. It is kind of a, two different entities. I so, suppose, huh? It's so got mug, one thing on the mind. So mugshot yeah. number three. Risen for a DUI. Um, a lot of DUIs on this one. Most of them are. Yeah. But um, I think she's down for a good time, so I'd smash this one. Um, other than a little bit of acne, I mean, maybe it's the day. Get oh, that could have fun. been from the stress of getting arrested. Smash. Within the same day? Possibly. It could have been a long day, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Arrested at 1 a.m. Processed <laughs> oh, that fucking shit. 4 a.m. Yeah. 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 I'd smash, but I'm curious as to what her beverage was a choice that landed her in this situation. Ooh. She's a lemon drop girl. Oh, I'm thinking she yeah, drinks White Claw. Ooh. No, the last one was definitely a White Claw girl. This one, yeah. I don't I, know. She's got that like doe-eye innocent look going on. Uh, but I, I, I know for a fact that she's a freak in the sack. Cause uh, I don't know. DUIs. She has that innocent look. I'm a smash. No. Yeah, it, it's the eyes. I'd smash. I'm down. With I think the smash. yeah. I mean, I'll just keep staring at her eyes. Like yeah, I think I would absolutely smash. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Omni Man. Hmm. Things are looking a little better here. Petite nose, full lips, nice icy blue eyes, and hair that looks well kept. Her eyebrows could use some work, but I can send her to those humans you call Koreans. They do good work on my pet's eyebrows, I mean Earth Wife's eyebrows. But here we go. I see some acne around her mouth, so that's strike number two, pizza face. Third strike, and ultimately, the reason I will pass is her chin. That is fat woman's chin. No matter what oh. diet or exercise regimen I can keep my pets on, they ultimately follow their genetic predisposition for fat and ugly. She will swell once she has that first kid. Then she'll just be a pretty fat girl, like, like, like Jennifer Lawrence with the body of Amy Schumer. Oh, God. It makes a point. That's that is a nightmare. No. I'm just thinking to like maybe like the acne is actually like hepatitis. I was just thinking about that. Schumer's <laughs> got like the body of Miss Piggy. Jesus. Well, I think hepatitis would yeah. have yellow eyes too. God. Like a jaundice thing? I'm not sure uh, actually. So this one was arrested. And for... you figured like uh, hep... or go ahead, go ahead. So, so this <laughs> one was arrested for animal cruelty. She was a pet sitter that was hired to watch someone's pets. While they were on vacation and lied about feeding them for 10 days, essentially leaving the dogs to die. Absolutely not. That's that's so fucking Absolutely wrong, not. I can think if of she's lucky just she's on... alive. Because I can think of people that would have fucking She's a fucking her. monster, no way. <laughs> yeah, based on the based on the arrest charge alone. When I say smash, I mean like physically with violence kind of a deal. A hate fuck, yeah, I get that. It, it, not even a hate uh, fuck. I'm talking like shovel upside the head kind of a deal. Oh, <laughs> based, based. 
You know uh, what? I can't I'd, get behind him. I'd, yeah. I'd smash because it's I'm just gonna, about the pussy. I'm gonna smash with yeah. a sledgehammer, oh. smash or pass with my dick, because the animal Ooh. cruelty is fucked, and she has fucking weird ear lobes. Oh yeah, I never saw those. Oh god. god. I mean, based on looks alone, I mean, yeah, smash. Ironically, would it be, would doggy style be kind of funny? <laughs> I'd make a I'll show call. her. All right, let's see. Omni. This is considered a crime on your planet? I mean, I can totally relate. I've abandoned plenty of pets on planets all over the galaxy. Never once that I think, oh, let me set up a pile of dry food till I get back. It's survival of the fittest. And that dog died whimpering in a corner of some apartment like a little bitch. Instead of breaking down a door and taking what he wanted, the young human female has the right idea. I just need to verify her status as a biological woman and measure her fertility levels. But all pretty much looks good here. That's a smash for me. Hmm. <laughs> I I understand. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. There's a lot of. Nope, it, it makes sense. Very reasonable. Yeah. And again, barring the charge itself, I would smash. I think Maury's upset in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, so don't blame ne- me. Blame Omni. So our next uh, mugshot was arrested for driving while impaired. Uh, I'm going to pass. I mean, her eyebrows look nice, but what the fuck's up with those weird Bane things? Like, what the fuck? I never yeah. know why I think that Yeah, I've good. seen, I've seen those bangs it. things. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what like to call it. it. It's not a good trend. The wispy wing things. Yeah, never. Anyone who has those can get fucked by not me pass loser yeah you know, gotta pass on this one barring the fact that she has that weird ass hairdo going on her eyes are uneven as fuck she has nice pass. lips do you think she was dropped as a kid definitely oh totally I think the lips are nice that's about the only thing so it's pass yeah alright let's see Omni Impaired. A little alcohol and or crack affects her that much to impair her operation of an automobile. It's either a lack of discipline in not knowing your weak human limits or lack of tolerance. Either way, weak genes. Pass. Aha. Right to the point. Yeah, short and sweet. I like it. Damn. Mugshotty number six. She was arrested for a DWI and she still looks under the influence. And the last this? one didn't. Am I seeing this right? Uh, what the hell is that tattoo down at the middle of her chest? I think it's a burning heart or some shit. Burning something, yeah. That's a bad tattoo. Either way. No, it's, yeah, nah. it's not good. I- I'll pass. I'm not going to be able to get past that. That's... Ah, that looks like a woman ready to hit the wall. Yeah, she's not taking good care of her hair either, so I'm going to pass. She's she's either been crying a lot or, like you said, all, still drunk. Um, I am a fan of trashy tattoos, but I'm a pass. 
lot of passes today. Saying WI with the eyes, I'm probably thinking it's weed, which is cool, but um, she looks like she might offer herself any minutes. So I'm not going to be involved with that. It's a pass. It's a lot to clean up. I could yeah. fix her. I'll smash. <laughs> no, I'd I, I'd smash. I gotta say, I'd smash on this one. All right, Omni. No. What a sorry sack of existence. I've seen tougher females not shed a single tear as I've ripped out their windpipes. But she's crying because she was caught booze cruising. Princess here has a good genetic makeup for the type of offspring I want. But likely she would cry at the size of my Omni dick. I ain't into that crying thing, fellas. It's a pass. Omni okay. dick. I gotta disagree with Omni Man here. I'm I'm betting you it wasn't uh she wasn't drinking. I bet you she was smoking. I think it's weed, yeah. 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 All right, our next uh, mugshot he was arrested for possession of a controlled substance and it was synthetic marijuana. Who the fuck's still doing synthetic marijuana? I don't know. Oh, God. That's worse for you than the real thing. Like holy Terrible. shit. What is this, twenty years I, I've ago? Seen, yeah, I've seen people go off the deep end on that shit and it's it's bad. Do we know what is state that... this is in? No, no. I just, I just remember when Spice came out, the military was like saying, "We prefer you do weed if you're going to do it at all, because like Spice yep. is even worse than weed." Honestly, yeah. yeah. I had a soldier who was doing Spice, and he uh, had a seizure when he was driving. He did Spice because he didn't show up at a drug test for a long time, but eventually he had a seizure. I was driving, and just went right into a pole, and thankfully he survived. But it was because he was smoking Spice. Uh, yeah, I agree with Morgan. Yeah, no, she, like she just got out of Walmart. Yeah, now that I finally yeah, see the I picture, see I'm like, yeah, no, you're definitely picking up uh, Spice from the Brian 76 or whatever knockoff Conoco oh. around the corner. Yeah. So, no, so I got to pass on this one. Yeah, I'm I got to say, it. do I speak for everyone when I say pass since the synthetic yeah. shit yeah. is uh, really what's got us all pissed off here? And say, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say pass. But I'll see how she's doing uh, when I see her at my high school reunion, because she looks like she would have went to my high school. <laughs> Especially with well, that uh, spice charge. You know, since you guys are all being mean, uh, I'll smash her. I'll give her a pity smash. You're give her a she can go smash. <laughs> she, she can go pick me up some of those dick pills at the gas station with along with her weed. Oh, she got the spice right next to the spice. You can't miss yeah, it. right next to yeah, it. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, right, I'm I'll gonna make... weigh, I'm gonna weigh, weigh something here. The fact that you know, recreational slash medical weed is available in most every state now. I'm gonna say she's actually underage and couldn't buy it, so she bought the mm. synthetic shit instead. That's a valid uh, point. That's a good point. Makes more sense. Not all, not only that, she lo kind of looks underage. I'm gonna say pass. Pretty young, huh? Yeah. We'll have to verify IDs. All right, let's see. Omni. What the hell is this thing in front of me? She looks to be the age of 12 Earth cycles. She has a chubby thing going here, but no breasts. Odd. Just by looking at her, I had a suspicion she might be mildly mentally deficient. But reading here, she smokes synthetic marijuana. I know she rides the short bus. Think about it. You're already dumb enough to buy marijuana. But synthetic marijuana means you're just a little extra special ed. Then you smoke it. I don't think there's enough brain to damage with ingesting that garbage. 
pass and to be honest, just shoot her into space. The Earth won't even gather any good nutrients from her when she rots in the ground. Damn. That's Omni-Man out here. Could not have said it better myself. Spitting facts. Damn. So our next mugshot was selling alcohol without a license. She was a worker at a bachelorette's party planner company. Poured some rose into a disco ball for consumption without having a license to sell alcohol. I don't think she did anything wrong, and uh, I would smash. Yeah. Yeah, Mash. Yeah, that's horseshit. Nothing she did should be criminal. She was just doing Smash her job. Away. And doing a good Wait job. Seriously. Filling a fucking disco ball? I want to drink out of disco ball. That sounds so, sweet, actually. Yeah. It, it, selling alcohol without a license. So you're telling me that she was uh, dodging taxes? I'd smash on that fact alone. Not even. She was fulfilling her constitutional duties to pursuit of fucking liberty. Like, come beast. on. Come on. Taxes. I, I, the way I imagine it is the bride or somebody had the idea to fill the disco ball with alcohol. She obliged, didn't realize that she was basically serving people, Look. and Look. she got popped. All I can say is the only way I would consider smashing is if we repeal the 19th. <laughs> I like I her will, smile. She's like, fucking do it she's again. She's a so. go-getter. I yeah, will say yeah, smash because he, she is a he, very pretty lady. And, you know, dodging taxes, I'm about it. And, yep. Mm, um, borderline alcoholic. So we'll just say, uh, I'm going to drink some, ro or what is it, rose? Rose out of a disco ball and have a good time with her. Yeah. yeah I'm full alcoholic. Yep. I say, yeah, smash that. Yeah, pretty disregard for licenses and fees. And knows how to have a good time. I say smash. Yep. All right. Let's see. What you got? God, you humans have the stupidest reasons to detain someone. Especially right. you Americans. Fear not, though. Once we conquer Earth, you all will be under the Viltrum Empire's laws are simple and can truly push your species forward. Beautiful creatures like this can fill disco balls with cocaine for all I care. She is certainly nice to look at. Good teeth, green eyes, well-groomed, and perfect skin. She had what you humans call a woman moment to land her in a county jail. But I don't expect my fetus incubators to be Einstein. I will smash breed and wed this debutante for a fine offspring. Yeah. He's going all in. They're all in a grant. Oh, oh, yeah. He's going all in. I tell him, get in oh, line. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> all right, where's all the, right. the next one? Uh, she was arrested for criminal mischief, aggravated battery with the motor vehicle, and shooting out of the motor vehicle. Shooting. Shooting? Huh? This sounds like she was doing I... some Grand Theft Auto kind of shit, bro. <laughs> I like okay. that. Lie. Hey, if she called shotgun, she called shotgun. You just get the shotgun. But shooting at what and why? I think she was just brandishing her weapon and just shooting straight in the air. I don't think she was aiming at anyone. That sounds like being a proud American. I like that, yeah. Oh, I'll smash. Oh, she's cute. Yeah, she is cute. Oh, you think she's a Palestinian? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh. oh. I could lose my clearance. I might have to stay away. <laughs> my clearance I mean, expired, looks, so I'm good to go. She looks more Indian than, than uh, 
I would say Middle Eastern. Hmm. Are, are well, that's how they trick you. I mean, uh, I, no, I think she's Middle Eastern or well, Western Asian, how, whatever how you want to call it. How are you supposed to know what a Middle Eastern woman looks like whenever they're all bundled up? She could be Spanish ah, or black. She's got that, what do they call that when you can't tell what they are? Ambiguous? There's, oh, okay. There was a word I, I was going to say. Like an actual, I, say I thought there was an actual, never mind. Yes, we'll run with <laughs> ambiguous. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Slur. It. Can you center those? <laughs> hey, some range time, some firearm safety. I can fix her. I say smash. I will pass. I love I'm Israel say, and I love the Jews. I'm going to say <laughs> smash, but it's definitely going to be a hate fuck. Oh. Alright, is that the last... Uh... Omni, what you got? Very odd. Usually my Subway sandwich makers are the ones getting shot at. Good oh. to see some semblance of aggression from the gas station workers here on Earth. Isn't this the diversity and inclusion you humans are trying to fart huff about? Now wait. She doesn't meet my standards, so it's a pass. But perhaps my son Mark would like her. Seems every time he gets a new girlfriend... It's to check off some diversity bingo card. Sadly, all Earth corporate media is going that Disney route. Diversity for diversity's sake. To quote Miss Kathleen Kennedy, put a chick in it and make her gay. Oh, alrighty. That's a good callback. So, yeah. here's her last one for tonight. Mugshy number 10. She was arrested for possession of cocaine, a DUI, and driving while knowingly having a suspended or revoked license. I think she was just Save having a woman. Last, huh? I think she was just having a woman moment. You know, that was about it. And she's definitely down for a good time, so I would smash. Hmm. smash. I mean, the only thing I can complain about here is how her hair job is fucking terrible. Yeah, she'll have to re those roots. It's like... Yeah. Say, that's like mid two thousands Britney look kind of that's deal, a, right? right. She's an alt girl, man. Well, it's a total smash. Otherwise, it's I mean, she'll like she'll, she'll have that re dyed in about two weeks. You know, she's probably yeah, just waiting for her next paycheck. It'd be like purple next for that, time. Who knows? Yeah, waiting for that OnlyFans fucking check to clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look at the smirk. She's just like, yeah, you caught me, but I'll do it again. I say I'll smash. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. I'm Smash. Oh, she looks like fun, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, Hell yeah. I'm all here for the alt girls, so smash, smash, smash. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, hopefully it's all unanimous. Let's get the Omni-Man in. I don't think he's going to like okay, it. Okay, last one before I have an errand to run. There's something dark and mysterious about her. Perhaps this is the origin story of her supervillain arc. Hold on a sec. Parker, get in here! I need photos of this blonde here. I don't care how you get them, but get them. If you somehow got Spider-Man at the right moments, I expect a picture of this girl in a thong by Monday. Now get out of here before I fire you. I run a small newspaper business in New York as a hobby. But one hobby I'd like to start is burying my cock eight inches into this woman's cervix. I don't care if she's possessed by alien symbiote. She's a solid nine smash. She can be a wow. ten if I can fix her. So anyways, I gotta run. 
I need to stop Bill Gates from poisoning the planet. The Viltrum Empire needs Earth's large population. And this nerd thinks it needs to be reduced. Not his call. Farewell, Atomic Shaman. See you, Omni. Wow. See ya. It's nice great. to have you. All right. I like that, I like that guy. That guy's cool. Yeah. It's glad that I we have a... him to meet Ken. It's glad that we have a place secured in his empire. Absolutely. <laughs> so, moving on to... Everyone, welcome, overlords. Yeah, he's done nothing wrong. I hope, I hope Mark I say, figures that out. Nice. So, uh, an odd creation is coming for a certain sect of males to purchase. It will contain vaginal yeast of the female streamer Amaranth. Polish brewery, the oh, order of Germany, requested Amaranth's vaginal smear so she can create a new flavor of beer. And the streamer is excited about the opportunity. The woman has sold other potentially hazardous products before, from alleged bathwater to her own gaseous secretions locked away in jars. Website Dextero has interviewed the streamer who confirmed that she will be cooperating with the company. And this is apparently not the first time that the Order of Yoni has used smears of models for beer flavors. So she's quoted saying, I'm actually working with the beverage company. It's not my own. I'm still doing that project. There's a beer company. They're European, she said. Um, they want me to send in my vaginal yeast, like basically pap smearing myself. And they want to make a beer using my vaginal yeast, like same profile, I guess. So the Order of Yoni's no. website clarified that they will use lactobacillus however it's not a yeast it's for the fermentation process for crafting the brew the gynecologist collects a vaginal smear from the models these smears are taken to a laboratory where bacteria are isolated cleaned and analyzed and multiplied at the end of the process the bacteria is used to produce pure lactic acid that goes into the yoni beer Amareth added that she thinks it's hilarious but people will buy it for sure and I don't know if they'll actually drink it I mean they'll probably drink it Dude, so like, it's it's e-girl vaginal yeast beer. Well, Sweet, man-made remember, horrors beyond my comprehension. I know you get, <laughs> she makes like seven million a month as a streamer, and she Jeez. likes to play. She's a victim because her husband's the one making her act like a whore. You know, wow. but, oh, wow. I, you know, people are gonna drink that shit. I won't. So I'm curious, like, what degree of cannibalism? Like, are there de are there degrees of cannibalism? Like, you know. Oh well, I, th oh, I think celebrities are making meats based off their own genetics that you can eat. Hey, I yeah, I have seen saying. that before, and it, there is celebrity cloned meat being made. Jeez. As for the vaginal yeast, it's uh, it's it's a bacterial infection, kind of a deal. So technically, it's not human, but it is human sourced oh like human Ooh. byproduct just like scat oh god why the fuck <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, like the bacteria it's like more like not not quite a parasite but it's growing off the human it's not from the human it, like, yeah. yeah yeah so if we if we want to get technical like about it going back to the the lab-grown celebrity meat will you get kuru from that or I don't yeah. know. That's why I'm saying, yeah, like, what from it now? Kuru's like there... a like a neurological disease you get from cannibalism, but I think it's when you eat the brains or like the nerve tissue. Oh, that's yeah, that's oh, uh, the, um, no, uh, a prion the, um, disease. Yeah, prion, it's prions. Yeah, prion, prion, prion. Yeah. So, supposedly, yeah. you know, Angela Merkel had it, you know, and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's like, it, like it, the, uh, depending... the hand, hand trimmers and cakes and all that. Yeah, I say depending on. 
depending on where and how they source it, I don't know if prions can be cloned, but if a prion is present in the source sample, then I think it would be possible that it could be passed down. Super empowerment. Speaking of drinking to forget, you can support the show by purchasing t-shirts and other swag at tpublic forward slash Tommy Shaman trading post. Or you can make a donation to bunnycoffee.com forward slash Tommy Shaman or streamless.com forward slash Tommy Shaman sweat labs or one forward slash tip. In a recent interview... Why aren't you guys... Why aren't you paying me what it's worth? So in a recent interview with the New York Post, a Glenn Gordon Caron shared updates with his close friend Bruce Willis. He revealed that the actor's communication skills have significantly declined due to his battle with dementia. Willis has officially diagnosed with uh, frontal temporal dementia in early 2023, a year after announcing his retirement due to aphasia. So during this chat, the Moonlighting creator shared that he has tried very hard to be present for Willis and making regular visits to the actor and maintain a casual relationship with his three older children. He continued saying that things that make this disease so mind-blowing is that you've, if you ever spent time with him, that there's no one who's loved life more than him, but just adored waking up every morning and trying to live life to its fullest. He added that when you're with him now, you know that he's Bruce and he's grateful that he's there, but the love for his life is gone. Um, he further shared insight into the diehard actor's condition, stating that it's like he's seeing life through the screen door recalling visits. And he observed that Willis recognized him at first for a few minutes, but his verbal abilities have declined significantly. He's not totally verbal. He used to be a voracious reader, but he didn't want anybody to know that. And he's not reading anymore, and all those language skills are no longer available to him. And yet, he's still Bruce. Damn, he's like he's, a, he's some kind of vegetable or something. That's so sad. I am a meat it's kind of like he's slowly being locked away within his own mind, which would truly be horrifying. That's scary shit to think about. I'm honestly scared about that, yeah. So Matthew Perry has died. The friend star was found dead in his Los Angeles area on October 28th, according to TMZ. Law enforcement sources believe that the actor drowned. So Matthew was 54 years old. Hollywood Life reached out to his team for a comment. The actor reportedly was found in a jacuzzi at his home. When no drugs were found on the scene, he had spent the morning playing pickleball and sent the assistant out for an errand. So while the assistant returned two hours later, that's when they found him unresponsive and called by the There's a lot of people on social media asking for his vaccination status and how uh, he was a big fan of it. You know, because like you can see there are, you know, that's what they were saying, the died suddenly shit. But like, you know, oh, this yeah. film was posted during like the COVID outbreak saying, could you be any more vaccinated? So there are also rumors yeah. that he was going to blow the lid off a pedo wood and was silenced. And there was oh. also talk that he was struggling with addiction where he would have to send out the Batman signal if it was uh, not going well. So oddly enough, this relatively dead Instagram became alive a week prior to his demise where he started Matman posting. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't really care like, so much. Dead, now they're popular. Yeah, I don't really care so much about his vaccination status. What I am curious about is what did he know about the Clintons? Ah, yeah, that, that's I'm true. I'm also curious. There is the client list. The game was rigged from the start. So police. You know, I completely forgot that he, uh, he yeah, voiced he that Benny. guy in All Out Vegas. 
So that's probably the best role he's ever had. It's true. So police in England are investigating the death of former NHL player Adam Johnson, who died in what was team described as a freak accident during Saturday's game. Nottingham Panthers, who played England's elite ice hockey league, announced Sunday that Johnson died of her throat was cut by a skate. Johnson received emergency treatment on ice before being taken away to Sheffield's Northern General Hospital. Nearly 8,000 fans at Sheffield's Ultima Arena were asked to leave the building because what they announced was a major medical emergency. I just don't think they wanted witnesses. So the South uh, Yorkshire Police announced Monday that the officers remain at the scene carrying out inquiries into the investigation into the circumstances surrounding the incident remaining ongoing. The, uh, the league has postponed all of its games Sunday, but had not announced plans for its next slate of games on Wednesday. So he appeared in 13 games with the Pittsburgh Penguins over parts of two seasons of 2018 and 2020, scoring one goal, registering four assists. Uh, it spent parts of the seasons with Penguins, all AHL affiliates with Wilkes Bar, Scranton, and others played other AHL affiliates, the Los Angeles Kings and the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. His death and its aftermath reverberated around the hockey community Monday, which moments of silence were held. The NHL Penguins adding AJ forty seven decals to their helmets. Hmm. I do uh, have a paid chat um, from Chibi Chibo. Chibo, what do we got? Oh, she says five dollars. Poor Bruce. Last few years before he retired was just him getting as much work as he could to support his family. F in the chat. F in the chat. Big yeah. F. Play wires. Yeah. Say say what you will about all the wires. Yeah. He, Bruce Willis. He like he was one of the good guys. ones. I think. Yeah, he was one of my favorite action stars. Hmm. All to support his family. Fucking kids. <laughs> oh, didn't you have That's like a? Point, uh... Didn't you have like a preview to play for this Disney um, ice skating movie, Van? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, I can play. Uh, that. The, uh, uh, the latest the Disney chat, Pixar work. <laughs> you have the uh, poster in the in the chat from this. Uh, oh yeah, you got to show everyone. Put that. it up on the screen. That way people can, yeah, uh, throw it can up get there. a good uh, imagination of it. Yeah. Uh, which chat is it in? The Sweat Lodge? Yeah, the Sweat Lodge chat. Okay, let me pull that up. Oh, there it is. All right, y'all. I'm still working on it, so you guys get privileged. Uh, second play. Sweet. Oh, wait, is it not coming through? Fuck! No, I don't have the audio. Hold on. Fucking goddamn. All right, hold on. Technical difficulties. They worked a week ago. I know. I have to change the output on it. Matt Petgrave has always been a little clumsy. Matt, I told you, karate and hockey are two different things. Get that through your nappy-headed skull. Aw, oh, dang it, dang. I just don't know the difference. It's like when I brought a bat to soccer practice. Sometimes you're not cut out to be what you wanted to be. Son, you will never be a good hockey player. You need to give this dream up like you did with swimming. But Matt will soon find out how bad things could really get. Matt, you aren't worth the money or goodwill diversity we keep you on that ice for. You're the league's penalty leader from 2022 to 2023. You have 129 penalty infraction minutes. That's more than some have in a 20-year career. Oh, come on, Couch. I'm Matt Petgrave. The people love to see me get rough. 
You spend more time in the box than in the game. I should have cut you after that last spearing incident in 2022. This Christmas witnessed the heartwarming freak accident that has captured everyone's attention. It's just another day on the ice, boys. What could go wrong? Billy Bob Thornton as Coach Fox. One more screw up and you're done, Petgrave. Done. Lawrence Fishburne as Papa Petgrave. I love you, son, no matter how many white boys you ice. With Matthew McConaughey as Adam Johnson. Is that my blood? Tracy Jordan stars as Matt Petgrave in this hilarious holiday comedy. Oh, no, I can't stop. Wait, if I kick off Adam, I could slow down. Matt Petgrave is clumsy. Whoops, clumsy old me. Coming holiday 2023. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> Oh, it's still going to be better than anything else Disney's released. Yeah, I think we could make yeah. better movies using artificial intelligence versus uh, the DEI algorithm. I mean, if there's an opportunity that they're looking for a voice actor, I'd be happy to audition. There you go. With all the different actors and actresses uh, looking for work, though, it is a bit of a cutthroat industry, I will say. Is it oversaturated with talent? It, well, it's like that in the uh, gaming yeah, industry as well. The video game industry is just like it. Yeah. There was a huge uh, boom during 2020. Uh, and again, with the SAG after a strike, because narration and voiceover work wasn't a uh, strikeable deal with their union during the whole strike. Ooh. Yeah, so well, you have to remember entertainment as an industry has gotten to the point in the last 20 years where people will pay you to have you as their talent instead of the other way around. Like, you can find someone that wants to have their artwork seen or their acting talent seen, and they'll fucking pay you. Fuck hiring someone. <clears throat> Let's pay it out there. It's almost like, like the court jester back in the day. It's like, I'll pay this guy just to be silly. Hmm could use it yeah uh as we're talking as we're talking about ai though that is a bit of a looming threat to voiceover and narration uh workers at large yeah look at that look how many a-list actors i just got for that trailer mm -hmm. yeah uh which okay. uh chibo says she watched the fuck out of that movie all right <laughs> hell yeah so, uh, months before the deadly rampage at Lewiston, Maine, the Army Reserve decided that gunman Robert Card should not have access to weapons or ammunition, the service spokesperson told Military.com. So, he was an Army Reservist. He killed 18 people, injured 13 others at the bar and bowling alley last week, which, which was the deadliest mass shooting in that state's history. But also yet another of the gruesome incidents that have become disturbingly commonplace across the U.S. He was found dead in apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound, right according to police. Now, local police were notified in May of Card's deteriorating mental health. His family told police his mental health was starting to take a noticeable downturn in January and expressed concern over his access to firearms, according to authorities. So he had a mental health evaluation at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point after displaying troubling behavior. Two service officials told Military.com. However, it was unclear what specifics of the behavior were or whether he admitted himself to care or if he was ordered. So that's when the Army made the determination to ban him from handling weapons or ammo, according to service officials. Such a radical move is often reserved for extreme scenarios that could potentially turn violent and is done out of caution when a soldier displays thoughts of suicide. So he's had at least three privately owned firearms, including 
The assault rifle used in the shooting, which in AR-15 is not an assault rifle, all legally purchased, according to the authorities. The military banning someone from accessing firearms does not preclude that person from buying or owning personal weapons. So they reported on a case earlier in the year which a soldier was no longer allowed to access military weapons after a suicide attempt, but later he bought a handgun and died by suicide. Now, he was released from Army care following mental health evaluation at West Point. Medical officials with service made several attempts to contact him for follow-up outpatient care, but no one could find him. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ruth Castro said to an Army person, uh, officials notified local police in September of their concerns, and they requested a wellness check at his residence. They also notified police that he was no longer permitted to access to military weapons, so a deputy visited his house on both September 15th and the following day, but he was not home according to the local police. So... After the intense uh, two-day manhunt for him following the shootings forced thousands of people to shelter in place with numerous law enforcement jurisdictions forming the area, he allegedly heard voices in his head and threatened to attack the Army Reserve facility in Seiko, Maine. So the targeted individuals usually claimed that they are being harassed by gang stalkers, beaming microwavable messages in their head. Is it possible that he was selected? So the targeted individuals, um, you know, for a glow-up after he received his hearing aids from the VA. So uh, the manhunt ended after he was found inside a dumpster at a main recycling, which was his old workplace with self-inflicted gunshot wound. Now, I found that sus because he could have kept evading and attacking from the woods with his train. There were other anomalies going on. So the night of the shooting, there was more, you know, he was on foot and quickly moving between multiple locations for this mass shooting. And if you look at the camera footages, his face seems to be morphing, almost like there were multiple shooters. And I think this guy was used as a patsy so they could dispose of him later. So there was also like uh, leaked Discord logs of the shooter saying, quote, I can't stand these damn non-whites ruining our country. They don't deserve to live. I had enough of this political correctness bullshit. It's time to take matters into my own hands. It's been trained to kill and I'm damn good at it. These people will pay for what they've done to my country. It's time to make a statement. I'll show them what a true American is capable of. They won't know what hit them. I've got my guns and plenty of ammo. Let's make America great again by getting rid of these scum. I won't stop until every last one of them is gone. This is my duty as an American. They can't hide from me. I know their patterns, their hangouts. I'll hunt them down and take them out one by one. The army trained me to kill, and I'll use every tactic I learned to make these non-whites regret ever stepping foot in our own country. No one will stop me. I have a mission. I'll see it through to the end. God bless America. So the feds are apparently the ones who wrote this message because real gamers would be using racial slurs right and left in the oh, manifestos. Sure. So yeah. another anomaly from this shooting was... no white dude uses non-whites. Right. <laughs> non-whites. <laughs> Those so, non-whites. So like uh, another anomaly so, from the shooting was that there were less casualties and victims the day after the shooting. Usually it's higher for people to succumb to their wounds. Another thing that was noticed was all of his victims are white and not people of color. So he's not a very good racist if that was his actual motivation. Ah. Damn. Mm. Hell, you don't even call if... the fucking coloreds in your laundry non-whites. What is this? Oh, that's true. I wonder if Pippa has a take on this. Brainwashed? They are groomed by, like, FBI agents, by CIA agents. They take these vulnerable people that are already prone to doing bad things, and they groom them, they give them the supplies to be able to do so and shit, and they send them out there. And they have, like, specific targets they want to attack. That's true. So here's your next glow-up. So authorities were... Well, I was gonna say, if nothing else, if... Just throw the old Simpsons meme up there. Say the line, he was on our radar. Yeah. 
Designated CIA agent is gonna give me guns. <laughs> so authorities are investigating why a heavily armed and armored Colorado man with explosives stashed his car in a broke into a closed amusement park bathroom and scrawled I'm not a killer on the wall before shooting himself dead. The Garfield County Coroner's Office said Diego Barajas Medina, age 20, died of self-inflicted gunshot wound October 28th after breaking into a woman's bathroom at the Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. Park workers found his body during a routine morning check and police found his nearby car loaded with explosives. Investigators said that he had both real and fake explosives on him and other IEDs in his car. They said he was wearing body armor, tactical clothing, bearing patches, similar to the law enforcement wears. And he was also armed with two homemade ghost guns, semi-automatic rifle and semi-automatic handgun, and multiple loaded magazines. So the amusement park is on top of a mountain in Glenwood Springs that most people reach it with a slow-moving gondola. And he used a narrow service road to reach it on Friday night. The officials say that they would have had a hard time responding rapidly had he attacked people at the park, which is built over a series of mountaintop caves and was closed for the season when he broke in. So this uh, place is about 150 miles west of Denver. So they're recorded as saying we had potential for something very heinous and gruesome to happen to the community that they said at a press conference. But they're fortunate that it didn't occur. So um, Medina wrote a message on the bathroom that said, I am not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves. And he spent at least some of his childhood in the nearby town of Carbondale, attended local schools. Authorities said that he was no criminal, and he had no record or even a speeding ticket, so they don't know what his motives were, but he was completely under the radar. And if he had gone through it, it would be like the worst-case scenario, and it could have been incredibly devastating. They thank police and the bomb squad for rendering the explosive safe and sweeping the park for other hazards. Uh, so this also sounds like a glow-up to me, where the shooter was given his loadout oh, from the know. feds and received some kind of AMK Ultra programming to carry out his task. Unfortunately... He was able to resist his instructions and had to self-terminate as part of a fail-safe. No, I think it's odd that... He, he said that he had real and fake explosives. Yeah, so I think it's odd that his goal was the caves and not the people trapped in the amusement park once the attack popped off. So, you know, was he trying to get into the hollow earth and go after the shape-shifting reptilians? You know, it's kind of weird, man. Heathen uh, uh, got dropped from power outage people back in. Yeah, I can grab him. Seems like some hollow earth shit to me, though. All right, so that's it with our uh, current events. Let's move on to H.P. Lovecraft and uh, oh, that guy and his stories. Oh uh, boy, who wants to go hey. first? To what what got you interested in, into? The world of I'll do it. Okay, I'll let you go. A tribute. All right. So y'all know the first Quake game, right? On MS DOS. Uh-huh. Right. So the final boss is actually uh, I'm gonna try to say this correctly. Uh, Shove Nigroth. Uh, that. I is... heard something else. I hope we don't get in trouble. It's yeah. It's, it's just it's just the name of the creature, but also known as the um, uh, the Black Goat of the Woods and the, and with a thousand young. That is uh, a direct descendant of the great old one. So when I was like seven playing this, playing that game, uh, my dad showed it to me. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's from Lovecraft's books. I'm like, there are books about this? So I thought I was going to read more about like, the game Quake. I thought it was like Quake lore. Um, and then it turns out it wasn't. So then I got into the Dunwich Horror, which is really my, my first book I got into. Um, but it, it kind of shows 
Lovecraft's kind of uh, building blocks that really made everyone branch out to that because it was leading up. The Quake had nothing else to do with Lovecraft except this final boss. That was the name of the final boss. And that's what branched me out to Lovecraft. Uh, so that was my first experience getting into it, and then it just went downhill from there. And he has an adorable cat. <laughs> and he has an adorable cat. With, with a great name, yes. Who? Uh, For those of you. For those of you playing the home game, you can look that up on your own time. But don't spell it out in chat. Don't do that. Definitely. No, no. I mean, it kind of doesn't surprise me he would name this creature that, to be honest with you. Like, I I look at him like, man, I got to say this on podcast, but I don't want to sound. I don't think he named his cat that. Yeah. I I don't think he named it because if I'm remembering right, that cat was around when he was very young, like a small child. Yeah, I was going to say, there's an absence of uh, animals in his life if you look at his adulthood. Damn. I, I want to say that he, he that was the family cat when he was like eight or nine. So I'd say lay that one more at the feet of his folks. What are reasons for that, I would bet. Bridges, do you got some information on Lovecraft? I should have asked that first. Oh, sure, sure. Before we all break into it, uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, I did a, 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 a quick study on uh, the bio and everything and broke shit up into some bulletin points here. Uh, it's a little long, but it's all the surface level stuff in case you're interested in knowing about his life. So, so it's not the Lovecraft. esoteric deep lore. No, 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 no. I'll say that for <laughs> all the, yeah, I'm like, I'm good at these. Yeah. So H.P. Lovecraft, or Howard Phillips Lovecraft. He was born in uh, August 20th, 1890 in Providence, Rhode Island. He was the only child of Winfield Scott Lovecraft and Sarah Susan Lovecraft. <clears throat> his mother's family was well, uh, had, were of wealthy, wealthy means, and his grandfather, uh, Whipple Van Buren Phillips, uh, being involved in business ventures was able to give them a pretty fucking uh, cush life. Um, they make mentions of servants in the earliest parts of his life, like that kind of wealth in his family. Uh, in 1893, his, his father had a psychotic episode at a Chicago hotel. His father was committed to the Butler Hospital in Providence, Rhode Island. Um they continued to raise him. His family continued to raise him as just his mother, aunt, and maternal grandparents living in the same household. His grandfather maintained correspondence by letter with him during his travels, uh, because he did tons of traveling, Mr. Business Guy. Uh, and by the age of three, three and a half, Lovecraft was already proficient in uh, basic lit reading and writing. Uh, just because of the maintained correspondence between him and his grandfather. 1896, his grandmother died, and he begins having a spell of nightmares. This went on for about a year. Uh, In 1897, his earliest known literary works were created. Just his own little poems is what he started writing for himself. Uh, And they were largely restylings of the Odyssey, and Greco-Roman mythology. In 1898, his father died of, quote, general paresis, unquote, um, or GPI. Yeah, general paralysis of the insane. 
This is something that was commonly diagnosed to people that have late stage syphilis because they didn't know what was putting them into paralysis and just that they were acting crazy. Okay, uh, I was wondering if it was like I, lead I, or mercury poison kind of thing. They, uh, it's psychotic catatonia, basically. Uh, yeah, we don't really know what they were suffering from because we couldn't diagnose it then, but uh, it, it was discovered that was the case in a lot of people. We don't know for sure in his dad, but yeah, he died in that in that uh, Butler Hospital being institutionalized the last handful of years of his own life. So uh, HP here never actually knew his father outside of being a crazy man that was estranged to him. Uh, 1900. His grandfather's business ventures suffer downturns, resulting in the loss of the family's wealth. Um, yeah, so they end up having to sell the home and do all kinds of things. Uh, 1902, he began publishing the periodical Rhode Island Journal Astronomy. So to be clear, at the age of 12, he starts doing his own literary publication or, or distribution really it was his own thing trying to do his own print 1904 his grandfather's largest business venture fails and his grandfather um <clears throat> dies at age 90 from a stroke forcing his mother to move into a small duplex with him um and i think his aunt he entered high school and periodically removed from high school over ner uh, over near breakdowns they all sound like they were nervous breakdowns uh started and he also started the scientific gazette another paper that he started trying to distribute everywhere or print in 1908 suffered an illness that prevented him from graduating high school so yeah officially this dude never technically graduated high school or saw any higher education even though he had aspired to uh, as a young he adult, seems like a prodigal child, fairly smart anyway. Well, it would seem that his grandfather took a great interest in him, and his mom was a helicopter mom, if you get into some of his stuff. So he may have been early, early, very early on, over-nurtured into being maybe more proficient than the average person by the time he was five in literature and other shit related to critical thinking. You know what I mean? I'm like, so I, mm -hmm. I imagine that leaned very heavily into a lot of this stuff here when you yeah. start getting then into his own beliefs, yeah. The uh, the illness later on that didn't allow him to graduate high school, what what illness was that? Did he, was it like scarlet fever or what took him down? They were not sure. Uh, they uh, a, lot of ex, a lot of what I was reading, a lot of people thought it was influenza. Uh, okay, other people, not the... Yeah, whatever yeah. it was, it was a chronic fatigue uh, with physical symptoms. Um, was but it was Spanish flu uh, around that time? Sounds like COVID-19. Yeah, no, no one's really sure, but it was something separate from his, his normal mental instability. Well, I was going to say, it almost sounds like gifted physical. child burnout. Yeah, yeah. No, I can relate physical. to that, you know? Yeah. 1911, yeah. my favorite handgun was invented, and... While living with his mother, while living with his mother, two world wars. His letters to editors know. began to appear in Pulp Fiction and Weird Fiction magazines. 1912, his poetry appeared in local print, specifically 
Providence in 2000 AD. It envisioned a future where Americans and English descendants were replaced by Irish, Italian, Portuguese, and Jewish immigrants. He also wrote, although I couldn't find any proof of it being published, so I'm sure if it got published or not, New England Fallen and on the creation of the letters to Pulp Fiction magazine, which led to his involvement in Pulp Fiction, you know, and everyone knows him from all of that writing. In 1914, he received invitation to join United Amateur Press Association, or UAPA, and, uh, and was accepted, was appointed chairman of the Department of Public Criticism for UAPA. Uh, yeah, and so he largely uh, wrote letters to people privately or published in uh, their, I think, their circulation criticisms of up-and-coming people or uh, of people that they wanted to have critiqued or reviewed. 1915 was elected vice president of the UAPA. 1916 published his first short story, The Alchemist, uh, in a UAPA journal. In 1917, elected president of the UAPA, and he appointed other board members attempting to enroll in Rhode Island Army National Guard. But his mother used her connections to prevent his enrollment. So, yeah, to be clear, this was not actually his first attempt to do something in line with uh, recruiting in the military. Um, but he'd been stopped by his mother repeatedly. Um, so, yeah... He may have his hang-ups, but he was, I don't know if he was proud, but he was certainly caring about America, you know, some level of patriotism. 1918? Yeah. Yeah. His term as president as UAPA ended and returned to chairman of Department of Public Criticism. 1919 published his first science fiction story, Beyond the Wall of Sleep. His mother was committed to Butler Hospital and institutionalized. She went crazy too. 1920, he began publishing the earliest Cthulhu mythos stories. 1921, his mother died in Butler Hospital due to complications during operation on her gallbladder. All right. And then, da 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 da, 1924, married to Sonia Green and moved into Brooklyn apartment in New York City. Lovecraft ghost writes under the pyramid. He ghost wrote under the pyramids for Harry Houdini, who ends up becoming a long, uh, uh, like a regular client and close friend of his very quickly, um, became the center of a group of authors known as the Lovecraft Circle, which is largely just people he all knows through other people, and he maintains, you know, uh, correspondence with them so that they could all get to know each other and, and help each Ooh. other. A lot of them. Yeah. I was going to say, a lot of them also wrote for Weird Tales magazine. And I just wanted to throw it out there real quick. He keeps yep. saying, um, is submitting stories to Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction wasn't a magazine series in itself, it was just a catch all term. Yeah, because it the magazines stuff, yeah. and the booklets themselves were printed on cheap pulp paper, hence yep. the phrase Pulp Fiction. Which, which yeah, is like the, the appearance I was doing for the background, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah no, it, what it, we otherwise they're called... Uh, looks great. Yeah, and it's what we otherwise would probably called call... Otherwise they're called glossies. That was, that was a higher instance. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say, and and we would call the genre like what a uh, noir sci-fi by today's standards. Yeah, like uh, I hear it. I'm like, yeah, yeah he, he 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 kind of pioneered the cosmic horror genre. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. In, I mean, the building blocks of that. Yeah, oh. and like I said, the Lovecraft Circle, they were all uh, authors that submitted to those magazines that he did as well. And I think one of his first stories, when he submitted it, he submitted a letter to the editor of Weird Tales magazine, basically saying, print it word for word, I will not accept any attempt to change or revise the story in order for it to be printed. Yeah. That's base as fuck. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I may be paraphrasing here. I'd have to double check that. But uh, nice. moving on. 1925, Sonia moves to Cleveland to take a job opportunity, and HP stays in New York City and moves into a small apartment. Uh, Sonia loses her business and assets in a bank failure, and HP's apartment was burgled. So in 1926, he returns to Providence, Rhode Island, by moving in with his aunt. He primarily uh, revised works of other authors and did ghost writing uh, during this time. Like that, that is the majority of his income for his entire career. He never earned enough money off of, off of his own publications to earn an independent living. Uh, so his client, Harry Houdini, attempted to help him by introducing him to the head of several newspaper syndicates um, further help from Houdini ended uh, abruptly because of his Houdini's death in 1926. Yeah, and in 1928, he finally publishes The Call of Cthulhu, the thing everyone really knows him for. Yep, the eponymous work. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, like, creates a proper establishment of the Lovecraft Circle. Instead of an informal, just group of people he talks to, a group of writers and friends all link through his correspondence for the sake of helping each other succeed in the field of pulp fiction. 1933, Lovecraft divorces. Uh, having lived in separation for so long, um, him and his wife didn't see uh, any reason to stay together. And they say that he was depressed and shit, which I guess is normal. Uh, yeah, it seems to happen to a lot of They try to categorize it like as, as an abnormal thing and everything I wrote. And I'm like, so I was trying to see if there was any particular reasons or if it was just a normal divorce. Uh, and for only thing I could find in regards to um, um, emphasis on the stress of the divorce is that he did lose his pet in the divorce. Oh, no, he, she took the cat. No, oh, she took, took the cat. She took the garloid. Huh? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, which shouldn't come as a shock to anyone that this guy had a pet garloid looking at the shitty rights. But yes, she took the he, garloid. I'm not familiar. A garloid? We had an episode on garloid, nah, too. Dude. I'm like, yes. But uh, yeah, he shifted his Google political... It, this is when he ah. started shifting his political views towards socialism because he thought it was a workable middle ground between capitalism and marxism of that day um due to his fear of doctors he refused to seek attention for pro complications he was having 
Um, That's pretty And was based. examined only a month before his own death and was diagnosed with terminal cancer of the small intestine, dying of intestinal cancer on March 15th, 1937. So, two other big Shit things cancer. to point out is his literary, literary pieces and personal philosophy revolved around the idea of cosmicism, which is something that he is responsible for coining. The concept was not particularly new, but was not popular at all uh, until he went ahead and kind of got this shit written out. And cosmicism is the idea that humanity is an insignificant part of the universe and could be swept away at any moment. More formally, cosmicism involves phenomena like astral pose possession and alien misin uh, <clears throat> mis Miscegenation. Miscegenation. I don't know why I can't say that word all of a sudden. Miscegenation. <laughs> uh, you didn't have a problem uh, missaying the other uh, word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Word. that one just rolled off the it tongue. Seemed, it seemed to yeah. come natural to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. it was... <laughs> Cosmicism is non-theistic, thus does not recognize divine president presences like God or deities. So in all of his work, he was writing from his own personal perspective of cosmicism in the hypothetical. Um, so while Cthulhu might be referred to as a god, it's only done so in his literary, in his literary works um, to kind of uh, parable the small-mindedness of humanity. Um, Lovecraft was an anti-commercialist. So as an anti-commercialist, he defined commercialism, in writing at least, as writing lowbrow content in publication for pay. He truly believed that work for profit in the creative fields was selling out because the works that should exist in publication or in the arts should be works of passion. Um, at least if you're actually going to deliver in the full-throated meaningfulness of its delivery. Um... He considered religion false and dangerous to social and political progress. Um, Sounds which like he's is, been hanging out on Reddit. Well, yeah, I was going to say, which is largely why he's characterized as anti-Semitic. It's not that he's anti-Semitic, it's that he's anti-religion. Because the same criticism he would have had about any group that follows a religion he would have had for another... Uh, believing that the West was in, he believed that the West was in decline during his lifetime. Early political opinions were conservative, traditionalist, and racist. <clears throat> Following the Great Depression, he became a socialist. He was never able to support himself solely on the earnings of his authorship. Virtually unknown as a writer during his lifetime, he was also exclus almost exclusively published in pulp magazines with the exception of his own books, in 1970s, a revival of his own work began, and he is now regarded in high esteem. So that is my bulletin points finished. Aha. There awesome. You go. I'd like to mention, too, like he was studying astrology. I don't know if you mentioned before. He was studying astrology yes. when he was in college, so he already had um, an uh, you know, interest in the stars and what was beyond and uh, because, you know, Lovecraft is very eccentric. You know, he, um, he was known to be yes. kind of like strange, kind of a little off. Um, so that was um, 
part of his appeal. But it's, it's interesting because he also said, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be as big as like, Edgar Allan Poe, which was an inspiration to him. I'm not going to be as big as these other authors, but he did have an issue with like a lot of authors who were like werewolves, vampires, like the usual stuff, right? He's like, right. I want to do something different, basically. Um, I think that's the great genius of it is that he built these building blocks that other authors and other like video games and Very TV much. shows like, they could they could build off of that. I think that's his great yeah. genius, and that's why we're talking about him right now is because he kind of laid that ground. And it's tragic because he's not going to he's dead now, but he's not going to know it because when he you know. How he died, he's like, I'm never gonna be as big as these guys, and we're talking about him right now. Yeah, there's there's more video the games based around his lore than there is like Poe, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, and in all fairness, yeah. most of the greatest stars you can think of, regardless of their field, become well regarded after their death because in their lifetime yeah. they're building that. Yeah, they're like ahead of their time, so it was kind of like their curse. You know, yeah. I think it's exactly and ahead of their time. Talking right? about Poe, he wasn't well regarded while he was alive. No. Not at all. Yeah, a lot of controversy, too, like, with his uh, marrying his cousin and all that shit, you know, like... Wasn't that normal back then, he, he was Back then, yeah, it was. Um, but, like, later on in life, you know, it's like... like or later on in, in timeline, where it's like, oh, Edgar Allan Poe, he married his cousin. That's weird. I don't want to, you know... Yeah. I think Lincoln things. did that, too, though. So don't be disappointed if we don't get large viewership, Klaus. We're going to be so famous after we're dead. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> we just got to speed up the process so we can get famous quicker. Like it's... Cyberpunk 2077. It's like, oh, this podcast is great, and we're all dead. We don't know. Yeah. I will. I will say that one of the biggest allures, uh, whenever I was first starting to go uh, explore Lovecraft's works, was the fact that you know Cthulhu and you know the cosmic horror aspect of his works were were what was what drew me in uh, mostly, but more along the fact that it was different than everything every other horror genre i mean you know mm. it just there's something about it like there's a mysterious aspect to it that just isn't there for with like vampires and werewolves like you said but yeah as i was reading through because i had purchased the entire the entirety of the compendium of lovecraft's works um a lot of his short stories are really good yeah They're just you know mm -hmm. quick 15 There's minute reads best stuff that is well written yeah yeah well written just good almost borderline psychological horror like things that make that really keep you on the edge the well, entire time. i want to say it, lovecraft was really great at getting the reader themselves to do the heavy lifting he'd I, I agree. He, he, he'd he'd seed it into very fertile ground and suddenly it's your own head that's working on it and building and creating the horror that he's only very vaguely yeah. describing. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Uh, and that, and I feel like that's what makes a great writer as well. It's like when you start getting into your reader's mind more than actually building the horror around them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and I'm like, I've learned as a creative professional, whether it's in literature or in illustration, as a narrator... There's this space you're trying to hit inside your, your, your audience's mind where you're not giving them everything, but you're also not giving them too much. You know, like, there's this weird, yeah, balance. It's the whole show, not all. Right. Like, and, and the thing that's really funny is just looking at, uh, illustratively, 
You know how many times you remember, like, Superman punching someone and there's no punch there? You know how many times, like, when you go back and look at the books? It's just really like weird Mandela effect? No, no, go look at the stuff. It's, like, like implied. It, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I how see. much implied action exists in visual mediums? It's just really hard to do the same thing in literature because everyone reads into it at their own level. I think that's a great genius with uh, Lovecraft, too, because he's so descriptive with everything except the horror. So he might give you just enough for your imagination to fill in the rest. Like, yeah, like I said, he lets the reader do the heavy lifting. Exactly. That's Yeah, I like that. I like how you said that, because like if we were all to draw like you know one particular creature that he's talking about, we'd all have something completely different. And I think that's exactly what he was going for. Yep. So something yeah, beyond yeah. Your comprehension. But yeah, you, I mean, you ask ten uh, readers to draw Shoggoth, you're gonna get ten different ones. Yeah, right. I'm like, but to put it in perspective, like his literary genius was built up by what the age of seven, he was rewriting stylized poetry of the yeah. inspired. He, he by was the writing Odyssey fan fiction. Yeah, uh, I'm like, <laughs> well, but that's just I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of uh, like uh, Frank, uh, Frank Frazetta. He was taking college art yep. classes at the age of eight. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Uh, they just flex on what Albert they do Einstein well, thought to be and retarded. They early start on you know? it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Albert Einstein thought to be retarded with social yeah. skills. Yeah. He's actually like the most intelligent person, and people like, we still quote him, you know, we still use his inventions, but people are like, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, his social Edison skills are so well. different. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Thomas Edison well, as well. Yeah, so, like, through his, uh, his, it was his postal correspondence with his grandfather, starting from a very early age, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you, you corresponding through post, I mean, other than it being the norm for the time, that was how he interacted almost exclusively with his peers. I want to say. Uh, he tried to as much as possible, very much. Yeah, I think you see he liked uh, being a. I think he actually called himself a hermit he's like he I like seeing people yep. live their lives out on the outside you know so he doesn't like human contact so much mm-hmm. which is pretty true typical for a lot of people who are eccentric like that who are kind of on the next level i would like to say i feel like, he, I feel like as i as i sit here in a cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> yeah i definitely mm-hmm. feel like so, uh, by today's standards lovecraft would definitely be on the autism spectrum because of just like you oh know, yeah yeah, which is a shame because the dude's I, I not retarded. He's just, no. uh, yeah, abnormal. He's very imaginative. You know? Big difference. Just the social skills, no. honestly. You know, you think about getting me meet people, you're like, oh, that guy's kind of weird. You know, like he'd be on SSRIs and mailing bombs to us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if he was world, alive yeah, today, he... we wouldn't yeah, know yeah, any yeah, of his writings. The, the sh- it's a shame because a lot, a lot of his works probably came out of the struggles of his own mental health. Yes, and yeah. The fact and that dealing if he was with al- others. Yeah, and if he was alive today, just to think that that creative genius might actually be suppressed by, you know, SSRIs or you know, yeah, you know, medication in general is just like, you know, if he was alive today, I don't think like. The Cthulhu mythos. He'd be kind of psych ward, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they, if, he, no if he could avoid it. You know, no, no, no. But I don't, he would I don't... be homeless prostituting while he does meth. Because they let everyone out of the psych wards. <laughs> That's true. They, yeah, you can't Very stay true. there, really. Now, that being said, would his stories gain as much traction nowadays? Because, uh, again, 
his work his works influenced so much so if we remove him from the equation up to present day now we have no concept of the idea of cosmic horror or any reference to cthulhu any of that well i so, think we do only it's entirely fringe uh because like i said this wasn't a new concept um putting it in perspective like i think it would have shifted in that like a uh, good example, um, the Thor in in the Marvel universe before Disney was part of it um, was conceptualized by Stan Lee, uh, and and he always used outer space as an inspiration for drawing more powerful characters into the universe. Now he did that as a poorly designed cope, but I just <laughs> think, you know what I mean. I just think like he was clearly not inspired by Lovecraft at all. It'd probably still be a part of part of today, but it would it would be so entirely fringe that people would be like, "Wow, really? Again with this shit?" Next, I think there's yeah. something uh, kind of like most primitive with that too, because you look at like you know, like you mentioned Thor, like mythology in general. Like you look at the stars, like that looks like a horse. That's that's a horse now, and then they make stories about it. It's just imagination. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah whereas we, Lovecraft yeah. was looking between the stars and like. What's really there? Right. Oh God! Yeah, we'd be trying to. Yeah, we might. Yeah. yeah, we might just be waiting for someone to finally do something good with it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. yeah so, There's so, a lot of genres like that now. So I like tell that the captain of the temple is portrayed as being really into eugenics and physiognomy. So he was blaming people like for being weak due to them being a Rhinelander. He he he. Uh, another one was susceptible to superstitions because he was Prussian. And he kept executing his crew to maintain discipline until he eventually just ran out of crew. But when he referred to him, like his abilities or his, uh, you know, his qualities, he's like, "Yeah, it's my German sense of this, or it's my German will." It was just like, uh, "Oh, this is very well written, you know, for that time before you know a certain war." Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, well, was it the? It, when did he die again? It was the thirties. Yeah. So before uh, everything, nineteen thirty-seven. Well, I, I was gonna say the twenties and thirties. That was when eugenics as an idea was really kicking off and it really started emerging. in america mm, yeah so yeah, that then it got exported across the pond now, now oh, i like to like the story dagon because that one has real life mentioning of an ancient god so i got some information on that for those who don't know Ooh, does it contain oh, the network uh, so um, one of the most interesting <laughs> and prominent tools of the Old Testament is the Philistine god Dagon. So Dagon in the Bible is a major focus of worship in the area. And God dealt with this idol a few times in historical narratives. So Dagon in the Bible is also known as Dagon. And it was one of the oldest deities in Mesopotamia with evidence far back as 3000 BC. So he was known as a father of other gods. So a major figure of worship from the ancient peoples that we call, you know, from the cradle of civilization where farming is thought to have been started, you know, and uh, Dagon was primarily associated with fertility, including abundant crop harvest, also dealt with anointing kings and leaders. Um, the biblical connection, ancient texts from the region connect Dagon as the father of Baal, another false god highlighted in the later Old Testament of history. So the statue of Dagon is like a is large Baal man. Baal um, I, I like pronouncing it Bale because I played Diablo. I don't know if it's Ball. It just yeah, B A A L. Yeah, Ball Bale. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. some because because in, in there like a city called Balebeck. So that's what I'm going to say. 
So the statue of Dagon's like a large man, but like descriptions of him being like a merman. So he's like a fish from the waist down. And scholars have called him like a fish god, which seemed logical for the Philistines along the coast. But other scholars dispute it, saying there's more evidence he was responsible for crops and grain, even though he's connected to the old man for grain. So in the Bible, he's worshipped by the Philistines through judges in the time of Samuel and King Saul. So he had temples throughout Mesopotamia in the Bible. Major temples were like in cities of Beth, Dagon, Gaza, and Ashdod. He was worshipped throughout sacrifices and feasts. Now, the sacrifices, like in ancient world, even to the God of Israel, is through food and animals. So Israel specifically prohibited the sacrifice of humans and drinking blood common to what other religions did at the time. It is highly likely human sacrifices were common for Dagon as well. So one interesting account of Dagon worship had people making a master weapon and sending it as a gift. Uh, in the account of Samson, there was singing and dancing to praise Dagon as part of worship to bring Samson up for 3,000 people mocking him and showing how great their God was to give them victory over the warrior Samson. So he's, he's mentioned in two parts in the Old Testament. First in Judges 16, as part of the Samson account. And as a recap, he was one of the delivery or judges chosen by God to beat the Philistines at every turn with his legendary strength. So they couldn't beat him in battle, so they attacked his weakness, you know, and foreign women. So the infamous Delilah seduced uh, Samson's secret having cut in his hair, and he was captured by the Philistines. So they put out his eyes and put him to work as a slave in Judges 16 while worshiping Dagon. After having a huge party, they decided to bring him in to humiliate him and gloat over his defeat. So obviously that was the worship of Dagon. And so the polytheistic uh, cultures where nations go to war, they believe that their gods also fought each other. And the Old Testament reveals in passages with Israel and other cultures, Elijah and the prophets of Baal is an excellent example in 1 Kings 18 with Samson and the Philistines making a statement Dagon has beat Jehovah, Samson's God, therefore Dagon was mightier than the God of Israel. You know, but you know how that goes. Um, another thing about, like, we could probably go further, but it's too far off topic, but with the whole uh, Dagon thing, um, they were saying, like, uh, there's remnants of it left. So, like, you know, the tall mitre that you might see clergymen wear? They were saying yeah. that goes back to the time of Dagon worship because that used to be, like, a fish-shaped hat, and the opening was, like, the mouth of the fish going over the head. Yeah. That makes sense. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Even Dagon's course, mentioned like in the Hebrew Bible as well, so it's it, it does correlate. Yeah, and I think Dagon features most prominently in Lovecraft's works in the uh, the Shadow over Innsmouth. Yeah, I think that's like the continuation of like the second time he's but he has a cult say, in that story. Most games yeah, right, and it, probably... it sticks with the uh, the fish and the fishman motif. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, most people today probably know Dagon from um, Dota 2. Is he a fish man in that? No, it's a weapon you, you can make. It zaps a bolt at shit, and I'm like, and it's just really weird that they came up with that name, because it has absolutely nothing to do with any of the fucking anything related to the word or name. See, I think Dagon, I think of like the Elder Scrolls uh, deity. It's something else, Dagon. I don't mm -hmm. think of it now, but I think it's I think it's inspired. It, well, I think that's also part of the success of H.P. Lovecraft is that even if you don't realize something might be a reference, so much of his work has basically filtered into the greater zeitgeist of other works. Yep. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Has. You can't help but think of them. You're like, oh, this that's Lovecraftian. Is Just that yeah. Say, right. Inadvertently. Yeah. 
So even if you don't think of him directly, you just think like, oh yeah, that would be a good fit or that would be a, a good archetype or something to explore. I think that's probably kind of part of like our pre primordial uh, instincts where it's like the, the unknown scary just as a, as a as an instinct, right? And so we don't know what's going on out in space. And I think that's kind of what he captured was that instinct where it's just like, you don't know what the fuck's out there. That's scary, yeah. right? We're like, hell yeah, that's scary. It, well, it kind of gets it, into the whole, uh, it, the idea of blissful ignorance is what a lot of yeah. uh, H.P. Lovecraft's work has. Is that the more you know, the worse off you are. It's the madness yeah. part of it, too, you know? It's like, like you know so yeah. much that you just go insane, and that's scary. Well, know? it's part well, of the um, uh, one of his, cosmicism your... concept. Is that we are so insignificant that we were given, if we were given a fraction of the information... That exists in the universe, of course you'd lose you just your brain. Freak out. Yeah. Right. Well that's uh that's actually uh directly in his work, The Call of Cthulhu. Uh, a direct yep, quote from that yeah. is the most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though it's so much good shit out that there. we don't like... know everything. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen uh the, the movie Bird Box? That's supposed to that supposedly was Eldritch Horrors like that, like the cosmic horror. Like people see shit and they just go insane off themselves. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen that, recommend it. Oh, so we're winding yeah. down to the two-hour mark. Keegan, do you have a passage you would like to read of Lovecraft so you can display Ooh. your narrative abilities for the audience? Uh, I do. I believe uh, Klaus has got a hold of it. Um, it, uh, it is a direct, uh, it's an excerpt from Call of Cthulhu, the Call of Cthulhu, uh, the second part, the tale of Inspector Lagrasse, and, uh, it's after they've arrested, uh, a group of cultists and Inspector Lagrasse is learning about the cult of Cthulhu and just who and what Cthulhu and the old ones are. So, uh, Klaus, if you want to throw that on there and let her play. I don't know if I can, like, if I play it, it won't, uh, you guys won't hear it, I don't think. Oh, uh, so, you want so to send it to me? Oh, I thought you were going to play it live, or read it live. E oh, read it live? Yeah. Yeah, be Fuck oh, it, you'll yeah, do it live. Fuck it, do it live. Oh, Lord. All right, so going into this cold, then. Uh, let me see. Let me find. You're being cold makes me. Happy. I see the file says horn.mp3. Like that. <laughs> it, no, that's uh, it, that's further up in the in the oh, conversation okay. there. Crap. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think I can uh, throw it back. Throw it onto you real quick again. He wants to throw it back. Mm. Yeah. Baby got back. So. Yeah. Uh, there, I pinned the message. This is the type of production your dollars go to, chat. They're going to ask for their will, $5 back. It, no, I, uh, I, I read and recorded this passage from The Call of Cthulhu and uh, sent it. I thought uh, you guys were going to play it at some point or like in the intro or however you wanted to do it. No, I thought you were going to read it live. I was, I was like, yeah. Reading live on stream. Yeah, live. That's how okay. we roll. So. If you 
If you want to send it to me, I could play it through the spirits. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's roll with that. Let me find it here. You got it. Okay, here. Yep. Uh, There's the excerpt. There we go. Yep. Call you. of Cthulhu excerpt MP3. Six minutes and twenty six seconds. All right. Um, just do me a favor, Klaus, and promote the spirits to. Oh, I gotta see the spirits. Yeah, that, that way they stop cutting out. Otherwise, it's gonna be very crappy reading. Oh boy. All right. Let's see. Okay. Everybody ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Is everybody, is everybody's yeah, pants off? I'm bracing myself. Yeah, literally. They are now. Excerpt from The Call of Cthulhu by H.P. Lovecraft. No man had ever seen the old ones. The carven idol was great Cthulhu, but none might say whether or not the others were precisely like him. No one could read the old writing now, but things were told by word of mouth. The chanted ritual was not the secret. That was never spoken aloud, only whispered. The chant meant only this. In his house at Relier, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. Only two of the prisoners were found to be sane enough to be hanged, and the rest were committed to various institutions. All denied a part in the ritual murders, and affirmed that the killing had been done by black-winged ones, which had come to them from their immemorial meeting place in the haunted wood. But of those mysterious allies, no coherent account could ever be gained. What the police did extract came mainly from an immensely aged mestizo named Castro, who claimed to have sailed to strange ports and talked with undying leaders of the cult in the mountains of China. Old Castro remembered bits of hideous legend that paled the speculations of theosophists and made man in the world seem transient indeed. There had been aeons when other things ruled the earth, and they had had great cities. Remains of them, he said the deathless Chinamen had told him, were still to be found as cyclopean stones on islands in the Pacific. They all died vast epochs of time before men came, but there were arts which could revive them when the stars had come round again to the right positions in the cycle of eternity. They had indeed come themselves from the stars and brought their images with them. These great old ones, Castro continued, were not composed altogether of flesh and blood. They had a shape, for did not this star-fashioned image prove it? But that shape was not made of matter. When the stars were right, they could plunge from world to world through the sky, but when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. They all lay in stone houses in their great city of Rillier, preserved by the spells of mighty Cthulhu for a glorious resurrection when the stars and the earth might once again be ready for them. But at that time, some force from outside must serve to liberate their bodies. 
The spells that preserved them intact likewise prevented them from making an initial move, and they could only lie awake in the dark and think whilst uncounted millions of years rolled by. They knew all that was occurring in the universe, but their mode of speech was transmitted thought. Even now they talked in their tombs. When, after infinities of chaos, the first men came, the great old ones spoke to the sensitive among them by molding their dreams, for only thus could their language reach the fleshy mind of mammals. Then, whispered Castro, those first men formed the cult around small idols which the great ones eschewed them, idols brought in dim areas from dark stars. That cult would never die till the stars came right again, and the secret priests would take great Cthulhu from his tomb to revive his subjects and resume his rule of Earth. The time would be easy to know, for then mankind would have become as the great old ones, free and wild and beyond good and evil, with laws and morals thrown aside and all men shouting and killing and reveling in joy. Then the liberated old ones would teach them new ways to shout and kill and revel and enjoy themselves, and all the earth would flame in a holocaust of ecstasy and freedom. Meanwhile, the cult, by appropriate rites, must keep alive the memory of those ancient ways and shadow forth the prophecy of their return. In the elder time, chosen men had talked with the entombed old ones in dreams, but then something had happened. The great stone city of Rillier, with its monoliths and sepulchres, had sunk beneath the waves and the deep waters, full of the one primal mystery through which not even thought can pass, had cut off the spectral intercourse. But memory never died, and high priests said that the city would rise again when the stars were right. Then came out of the earth the black spirits of the earth. Moldy and shadowy and full of dim rumors picked up in caverns beneath forgotten sea bottoms. But of them, old Castro dared not speak much. He cut himself off hurriedly, and no amount of persuasion or subtlety could elicit more in this direction. The size of the old ones, too, he curiously declined to mention. Of the cult, he said that he thought the center lay amid the pathless deserts of Arabia, where Irem, the city of pillars, dreams hidden and untouched. It was not allied to the European witch cult, and was virtually unknown beyond its members. No book had ever really hinted of it, though the deathless Chinaman said that there were double meanings in the Necronomicon of the mad Arab Abdul al-Hazred, which the initiated might read as they chose, especially the much-discussed couplet. That is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange aeons even death may die. Well, there you go. There Thank you for coming out to the show and hanging out with us. Where can our fans and followers find your latest book that you have narrated? So the latest book that I narrated, you guys had the, uh, the author, uh, S.T. Hoover, yeah, and I heard, I heard he's already episodes. finished what a rough draft for the sequel. Yes, uh, he's working on refining the uh, the Bat Squatch of Yellowstone. 
Um, you can find me on Audible. Uh, just search my name, Keegan Reese, uh, R-E-E-S-E. -E. Uh, spelled like the candy, but I'm not as sweet. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, under Keegan Reese. Uh, that's really the only social media I have out there right now. Uh, I have two other books out there other than The Beast of Big Timber. Um, there's The Spirits of the Ice Forest, and it's the uh, the Red Rock Canyon series. Uh, book two, or, yeah, book two. So, they might look the into Hunt that. for Matt Crawford. Yeah, uh, the first one, it's a historical fiction about the uh, last attempt by the Norse to colonize northern Canada, and that second one, The Hunt for Matt Crawford, is a western, a uh, bunch of bounty hunters chasing down a southern sniper uh, through through Canada. Yeah, I'd make the pagan shit I'm already in. Yeah. I'm going to say, so I got a question for you. Let's hear it. All right, we already established that it's going to cost us $300 to get the licensing rights for Beast of Big Timber in order to make a porno. What? So, <laughs> yeah, remember that conversation? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, 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 I was sitting. worried this would come up. Oh, if you were told, oh, so how are we getting you in the porno when we get that money? It... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just need a camera and a really uh, enthusiastic woman. I don't understand. This do we do we have a narrator in the porno? Do we? Well, I mean, if the if it has narration, then there you go. Uh, um, it's art now. Uh, I was gonna say. Other than that, I mean, depending on who you ask, I could fill in as either the protagonist or Bigfoot both. Oh. <laughs> I think I might. I think I might know somebody. Messages. Oh my god! You should see my DMs. Oh my god! You sent me dick pic. Christ. Ooh woo. But hey, yeah, um, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciated it. Right. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I hope that the uh, the audio from that excerpt came through all right. It, oh, I did. It sounded it did. Sounded great. It sounded, sounded great. great. Okay, cool. Like it, it, my mother always told me I had a face for radio, and I think I've really <laughs> found something I can do good with. I really got a voice oh, for yeah. it, though. I mean, God. So, That's great. You. Heathen King, where can our like... fans and followers huh? find you? I'm just on Facebook at the moment okay. and Discord. Uh, yeah, um, that's about it. I'm still working on it. I got future plans for like morale patches and stuff like that, but uh, as of right now, it's just mainly Facebook and Discord. Cool. Bucket, where can our yeah. fans and followers find you at? Well, since Zuckerberg decided he wanted to completely wipe my existence off the face of Facebook, yeah. um, bullshit. I have a new uh, Facebook page. It's called Bucket to the Reckoning. Uh, feel free to follow me. I'm just trying to rebuild now. Damn. I'm surprised they did that to you, honestly. Like, guilty by association. I had, I I had no no strikes or anything. I, I just, one day, just opened Thanos. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably like, getting popped really? soon, since I haven't had any new followers probably. in a while. I'm stuck at, like, 11.900 followers now. 
for the past couple of weeks. We were growing at a thousand a week, but we kind of, I guess, pissed the wrong people off. Uh, Van, do you got anything you want to show? I'm working on AI stuff, uh, movie trailers, um, some Reddit fucking threads, all kinds of fucking shit. It just takes a while, and I have a personal life. I go out and touch fucking grass, all right? No, you don't. My fucking back. No, you don't. <laughs> Bridges, you got anything you want to show? Yep, if you want to follow anything that I do, uh, I am doing the Petroglyph Press. Check it out at Instagram.com slash the Petroglyph Press. I also have a Facebook community page. Message me over there if you want to join the Discord. And catch up on the best fake news there ever was. Awesome. All right, with that, I will play us out. Good time, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yep, thanks, Rick. You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal room of the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at KNB are signing off. <laughs>